fellow travelers, welcome to the 94th level of the RPG Cave. I'm one of your hosts, the level 99 human archmage Ryan Turfin, and I'm joined as always by the level 99 elf medic, Mr. Garrett Bland. Garrett, how are you doing on this lovely, lovely Monday evening, good sir? Doing good, man. Can't complain. I worked from home today, just chilled, and, you know, it's okay, we're at level 94. Yeah. The, the enemies are getting pretty hard here. It's you know? true. It's, it's, we're struggling now. We're trying to get past the raid bosses, Garrett, but we're like, the equipment's just not doing as much damage now. You know, the enemies exactly. were so easy for a while, uh, like for the longest time, but the now we're time. kind of in the thick of things. Now we're, we're kind of approaching end game territory. The RPG I'm cave. I'm we haven't leveled up yet. Just like, you no. know, going through 94 levels. No, no, no. that you, you get that XP how... cap at level 99, Garrett. That, haven't you played an nah. RPG before? That's usually how that works. This isn't this Gaia where you go up to like level <laughs> 9000 or something like that. You know, we're not the, we're not, you know, a wacky RPG. We're, we're not like, yeah, we're not a wacky JRPG. Well, I'm doing good, man. How about you? I well, I, I'm doing pretty good. I mean, it's a nice 17 degree weather? weather. Good day at night good. outside. You know, it's it's cool. I, I'm in shorts and a T-shirt, despite the fact that I probably should have worn a hoodie outside today. But you know what? Mm. I, I, I didn't need to deal with it. I, okay. I was totally fine. I was totally fine. You know, there yeah, are Blue fine. Jays fans out when I was when I was leaving work tonight because um, they were coming back for because the, the Blue Jays play for, down the street from where I work. Um, and they were mm -hmm. all they were all hopping on the train. They, none of them were wearing hoodies. They were all wearing you know shorts and t-shirts too. So felt felt like I was in my element there. You're part of the crowd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would. Okay. I, I mean, blue all the Jays. other people were wearing like on the street corner while we were waiting for the light to change. We're wearing Blue Jay shirts, and I'm the one person in the mm -hmm. the the Black Widow Funko Pop t-shirt instead. You know, just hanging up by the street light. So okay, I, I'm I'm looking Blue Jays. That's a basketball team. Baseball team. And a baseball team, but it is also a basketball team in uh in college. So right there you go. But no, Toronto Blue Jays are the the one Canadian uh, baseball team, Garrett in in the MLB. Oh. Yeah, yeah, they're the only one we have. So clearly, everyone in Canada kind of pulls behind them. That's kind of that's kind of their thing. I don't like the Blue Jays, by the way. I they they you know. Mm. I, I but to be fair, I have a bias against any Toronto team. It doesn't matter if it's the the Blue Jays Got or it. the Raptors or the Maple Leafs. I don't like any of them. So. That's just I'm really annoyed sometimes going down to the area where the baseball stadium is in yeah. SF because it's just like there's so many games that happen. Yeah. Every week. Well, that's baseball, though. Sometimes the, they'll play two games in one day, <sighs> Garrett. That's just crazy. <laughs> and they're super long, too. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's... And there's just fans ready to go. Like they, they have season tickets and they just go. Well, it's it's, it's actually uh, funny enough, Garrett. At least I know here it is, but in a lot of places, baseball is like the cheapest sport to bring like the family to oh, or, or to, to go I to. So that's the reason mm -hmm. why they, they pack in the people in a way that other sports really don't most of the time. It's mm -hmm. because like the, the tickets are way cheaper for, you know, most baseball markets like the, to see the Jays here in town. Like you can get like very, yeah. very, very nice seats for under 50 Canadian dollars. Like it's uh, it's actually like 10 bucks. Wow. Yeah. No, it's, it's, that's but I mean, good. when you can compare it to hockey tickets, as an example, like the Toronto Maple oh, Leaf I'm tickets, sure. they're like <laughs> yeah. $300 for, for yeah, nice yeah. seats, right? So, they're a normal price. Yeah. Yeah. So try, <laughs> so which, which of those two are you to bring like a family of four to, right? Like it's going to be, it's going to be the sense. baseball game. And baseball's chill too. It's like you kind of just kind of look at the sports like, oh, did they hit the ball? Yeah. They did or they did not. 
Pretty much. Yeah, and pretty much. Kind of chill out. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Do you like the fact, too, that we've, you know, been live for five minutes now and all we've talked about is the weather and sports? Um, this role yeah, playing game I, I'm sure that I'm sure it attracts all the targeted audience <laughs> that is going to be listening to. This, I swear, every, this people episode. listening on Spotify have probably already turned off this podcast already. Or moved it's on. like, what is this? <laughs> this is the RPG cave where we talk about RPGs like, all the time, except for the first five all minutes the of this show. Apparently, um, folks, you know, if you're li- watching the live stream right now over at youtube.com slash carpool gaming, or if you're watching the video on demand later, don't forget to like the video, subscribe if you haven't subscribed already, because we're on that road to 1500 subs and we're, we're dangerously close at this point carrot so uh people if you so haven't subscribed close. yet please make sure to hit that subscribe button it definitely helps Do us it. out a lot and also ring that notification bell to be notified whenever mm-hmm. we go live with a live stream like this one or whenever we put up a new video on the channel like all the reviews we got going out right now the dual sense edge controller went out today um we're gonna have a new pit oh, really? stop um pit stop game retro gaming uh unboxing and review go up tomorrow night uh i also have another unboxing going up tomorrow and then of course i i I tease this once again on on twitter garrett um new pit stop retro gaming episode march uh, may 30th alien video games all about the alien video games where i learned Mm. today that there was an aliens game on the msx series of japanese computers because it was a chip japan only release uh and it was developed by square enix uh it was the game they made right before final fantasy and and uh, uamatsu did the music for an alien side scrolling game so i'm just like fascinated <laughs> by some of the info i'm finding out you know about alien games so check that out youtube.com slash carpool gaming also if you're listening on audio feeds don't forget to rate us if you're listening on spotify or apple Podcasts, or you know uh rate us uh and whatnot also if you want this show a little bit early or if you just want you know all your your carpool gaming podcasts in one nice clean feed you can head on over to patreon patreon.com slash carpool gaming throw the tip in the old chip jar and out comes content including the return of the pants patreon podcast for patrons podcast where sean uh, kind of posted his last episode for a while this week because next week we're, we start the rotation of the other carpool gaming hosts uh because i believe i believe uh we're gonna have an announcement soon of who that's going to be for next week's episode cool. it's very exciting but that's your your q a you know for the carpool gaming uh crew over there uh on patreon um, but otherwise, I think that's going to do it because it's time, Garrett, to read from the secret text because I'm a mess tonight, Garrett. I mean, I don't know what I'm well, doing tonight. We're a mess. <laughs> we're kind of a mess. I mean, I'm also melenting it a little bit. I got to mention this before we get into this topic, Garrett, is that, you know, this okay, is the last show that you and I are actually going to get to do for a little while because tonight mm-hmm. uh, is kind of Garrett's last show before you go to uh, to China for a few yeah. weeks. You're going to be gone for yeah. almost for like a whole month. At this point, it's going to be awesome. It? It, it is a whole month. Uh, it was interesting to, you know, plan this one out. Um, but it's so glad um, that I did. So this is, uh, you know, this is my first time going to China. My my wife is from China. And so I'm going over there for family. And yeah, it, with the pandemic and everything, I couldn't do anything, you know, much about it for like the past few years. Um, but they just opened it up like this year. Prices have gone down. And so we went for it. So, yep, going to head over there, be there for a month, have some good food and travel a little bit. So can't wait for it. No, again, this sounds like it's going to be really fun. Again, make sure to follow uh, Bland Explosion over on Twitter, because I'm sure Garrett's probably going to be posting pictures or stories or 
other things mm-hmm. throughout its time for sure over over in china and uh, while you're away garrett you know i will try and keep the show together and make sure it doesn't doesn't fall apart as it seems maybe bring some some people in to help us out and uh i think nice. it'll, be, it'll be fun but i yeah i'm excited because um the thing is garrett i think we've timed this perfectly because this ep- this episode's episode 94 um yes by the time you come back in a month It'll we will reach level 99 by the time you come back. Oh, dang. It'll be the 99th level when you come back. Yeah. So we're it's good. I think that's going to be a good episode. And plus final like Diablo will be out by the time you come back. Final Fantasy will be coming out that that's week. True. So like it's going to be awesome, man. It's going to be off to the races. And then I I cannot wait for Starfield. Yeah, I know that's June 11th. I will try to sneak in. You know, like overnight or something like that. You mean the you mean the showcase to... for Starfield, not the release of Starfield. Yeah, the showcase. Yeah, yeah. The showcase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. I wanna see all the different things. I wanna see Todd Howard just gloat about the thirty frames per second that he's gonna have on that game in Xbox. But yeah, overall yeah. I I will keep uh, I'll, I'll keep on the loop, especially for Starfield. Yeah. <laughs> I mean at, at this point, Garrett, all I can say is it can't be any worse than Redfall. That's all. I, I mean, as long as it, it yeah. accomplishes that, I think we're probably good. I think you're not wrong. Yeah. I think you're not. <laughs> yeah, I, that was only topical, by the way, because Garrett actually made a tweet about Redfall tonight because I know you tried it. Yes. Gave it, you're like me because I also kind of felt the same way. But like, I gave it a try. I really wanted to like it. And I just it, it just wasn't for me. Can I just get give me a minute or yeah, so about this? Because I had to let out my feelings on Twitter. I had to let out my feelings just a little bit because I love Arcane games. Mm-hmm. I love Dishonored, the Dishonored series. Um, I played with what I played with Prey, and I, now I just want to go through Prey the whole game. Mm-hmm. Um, I I love looter shooters too. I love Borderlands. I love uh, you know the Left 4 Dead type of vibe going on with with uh, Redfall. So I wanted to like this game a lot, and you know, there's some people that were really into it, not like super into it, but like, oh, we found the fun in this game, and I'm just yeah. like. After six hours of it, I'm just like, I just couldn't get myself to have fun with it. Yeah. It was just a little too janky uh, for my taste. So I had to stop and I was like, I'm not going to force this, you know, anymore. Mm -hmm. Stopped it, uninstalled it. I'm going to wait. I'm sure they'll, you know, put some patches up. And so I'm curious about um, if... Any kind of like controller, like even the controls of this game was super weird yeah. on Xbox. I don't know. Like I played Prey just like a minute, like uh, 30 minutes ago. I'm like, this plays so much better. What What's wrong with Redfall? <laughs> like that's the thing about it. So anyways, I'm done with my diatribe. Yeah. I'm good now. No, and, <laughs> and, and the nice thing is we know that there's DLC coming for it so that we know that they're going to support yeah. it because they have to make sure that it works for that DLC to come out too so yeah i i i hope i'm hopeful that you know with some patches this could actually be a good game you know down the road yeah. but uh again that we'll save that for xbox drive because that's that it's red yes or at least i i talked about it, it there last week on xbox drive you can go go listen to that but yeah we had to talk about it yes. a little bit anyways getting back to our topic reading from the secret text um let's talk about Octopath Traveler 2, Garrett. You know, this one, yeah. this episode's like a long time in the making because, you know, Octopath Traveler 2 came out towards the end of February. Um, yeah. I know you didn't jump into it right away. I jumped into it yes. right away, played it a bunch and then put it down and then mm-hmm. never really went back to it. Like I still haven't finished Octopath Traveler 2 at this point, okay. which is just weird to think mm-hmm. about. But I like sunk like 40 hours into the game. 
but I just, okay. I just never, you know, f- actually ended up finishing it. But, you know, we wanted to, you know, talk about it a little bit because, you know, I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm curious to know how far you are in Octopath Traveler 2, Garrett, because mm-hmm. I know you've also kind of gone back and are playing in and I'm, I'm curious to know where you're at. But I, I just feel like this is the time, you know, now that, you know, we're on the, by the time you come back, we're going to be knee deep in Final Fantasy and Diablo stuff. Um, so th- we like, I don't know when we fit this conversation <laughs> in later. Um, so I feel like this is the perfect night for us to talk about Octopath Traveler 2, because sure. even though we haven't finished it, I'm sure we have lots of things to say about it. So Garrett, start us off. Yeah. Cause I'm like, cause I, as I mentioned, I'm like 40 something hours in, um, and I've okay. only com- really completed a couple characters chapters, but I haven't really gotten to the end, but, but I'm curious to know where you are at with Octopath Traveler 2. Uh, so I have clocked in now 33 hours, uh, into this game. Uh, so pro- I, I haven't finished any characters the way I'm approaching this game, um, is I, I kind of just spread out between different characters so i'm very i like to be in in rpgs in general like any kind of party related role-playing games i like to equal out my party i like i i I can't bring myself one character to be super underpowered compared to the rest of them it just kind of bothers me a little bit so yeah i've been just steadily going through each character I have at least, you know, gotten through all the chapter ones. Yeah. Um, and I'm mostly done with the chapter twos um, of the game. I think there's just a couple left. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm around that area yeah. is, is still in the middle of it. Yeah, because that's, that's kind of my approach too, where I like I kind of do like a circle around like each uh, the, yeah. the world with like each player's like different chapters. So like I'll do chapter, like each character's chapter one, then each character's chapter two and, and so on and so forth. Like that's, that, that was my plan with the first game. And I decided to, and that's what I did with this game too. Cause to your point, Garrett, like I, the last thing I want to do is go do, you know, one of the characters, you know, all like all the, the chapters in a row. Like I I didn't really want to do it that way either. Like that, it felt weird Mm -hmm. to me. I don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, so I, I actually like, again, I've, Finished all the characters chapter twos um, and I'm on okay. kind of everyone's chapter threes. It's kind of where I'm at um, and and approaching okay. approaching the end game. Garrett. We're, we're getting there. We're going to get there. You're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How many chapters in total are there in each character? Is the, it four? I believe there's four for each character. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then Sounds and then again, cool. there's like the end game kind of dungeon like, and storyline that brings everyone together. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Sounds um, good. But anyways, I feel like we should talk about, you know, our service level thoughts first before we get too much into it. Um, so, Garrett, sure. start us off. What, what First of all, have you been enjoying your time with Octopath Traveler 2? Has it been fun? Like, what, what do you think of this game, man? I'm very much enjoying it uh, compared to the first game. Now, so for people who don't know, and we've been, uh, you know, reiterating this a lot, like mentioning about Octopath Traveler. It is a Japanese role playing game. Uh, published by Square Enix, developed by Acquire um, within that division. We actually did a whole episode about it. Yeah. Um, and Octopath Traveler 1 was the f- like kind of first 2D HD graphic that we've actually seen coming from Square Enix, and now they're trying to adopt that type of art style to other RPGs, and we've seen many others like Triangle Strategy, Octopath Traveler 2, mm-hmm. and Live Alive. Um, and so this is kind of like, you know, the sequel to the first game, um, Octopod Traveler came out to all platforms. Now it came to all platform. Well, okay, I was going to say the first platform. one didn't come to all platforms. It didn't come to PlayStation. 
So weird. Yeah. That, that's the that's the weirdest part. Yes. Traveler 2 uh, came out to all except for Xbox. So yeah. you got to have a Switch or PC in order to have like both in the same ecosystem. Which, which is, is so weird. So I don't weird. like so I don't weird. understand the logic there. Like <laughs> at least they should have put the first one on PlayStation. I'm actually surprised they haven't gone back and put it there. Like it's so weird yeah, to me that they yeah. didn't do that. Do it that way. So I, you know, the novelty behind this game um, is actually largely, I think it largely inspired by Live Alive, to be honest with you. Yeah. You have these different characters. You have eight different characters, hence the word Octopath. Yep. It's the stupidest name ever. Oh, we'll get into that um, because there's a reason why, again, it's a reason why it's called Octopath too, which is the best part. My goodness. Um, so there's eight different characters that you choose from throughout the game and they have their own vignettes, their own stories. And that's what we were mentioning about our progression in each of the characters. There's four chapters, it looks like in each character. And then there's kind of a conclusive chapter in the end. Um, and then for the most part, it's separate, but there are some for Octopod Traveler 2, some cross paths. Yeah. Uh, some travel banter. So they try to do a little bit more effort to like kind of meld some characters between. I think that was some of the gripes about the first game. They seemed a little bit too disparate, a little too like, oh, they just kind of well, join together. Like they, they just yeah. kind of pretend like your character isn't traveling with anyone. So like they pretend like the other characters Super aren't even weird. there like the whole time. Like, yeah. That, like that's the that was the weirdest part about Octopath Traveler 1, which is actually where most of those gripes really came from was they were just like, you know, they, especially when you play other RPGs like the Tales games or Final Fantasy, yeah. like there's some banter between the other characters or at least at least they acknowledge their presence <laughs> like in the in the story. Whereas in Octopath yeah. Traveler 1, like it just it felt like you were playing a series of vignettes and nothing more. Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah, then the combat is pretty solid. It's probably the best I've seen in like a lot of, you know, turn based combat. It's largely, I think it's largely inspired by like Bravely Default and probably some other Final Fantasy games where yeah. there is this kind of defense and offensive system where you can kind of gain battle points after each turn if you like defend or kind of wait it out. And then you can jump on and like use your battle points for extra attacks and break your enemies depending on weaknesses. Um, each monster has a unique weakness. Uh, there's, of course, you know, different classes specific to the characters. You can get secondary jobs on top of them. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a very typical classical turn based RPG style. And I really love it. It's like, um, I think, you know, it's more like comfort food. In a way, just like going through this game, it's like, man, I love this turn-based combat. I love going through this um, this level that is just riddled with treasure chests, and I have to, you know, go through and figure out all the healing items and all the equipments. And yeah, I think overall, it kind of just looked at everything that has gone before, and like looked at the first game and just refined it, and yeah. just like, hey. The writing is a little bit up. I think it's way better in terms of storytelling. Yeah. Way better in terms of like putting the characters and melding them together, especially in the party. Um, and then also just overall the combat. Uh, I really enjoy it. So, yeah. Yeah. Overall, I'm very impressed with this game. Writing's top notch. The pacing's really good. Um, yeah. I'm overall having a good time with it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, same, like, honestly, you've said a lot of the stuff I was, I would have said where, yeah, I think it's a big step up over 
the first game in yeah. so many different ways, um, especially with the writing, as you mentioned, like the stories with the the eight individual character stories. I just found them so much more interesting this time around than I did in the first game. Like, I do think there were some interesting stories in Octopath 1, but Octopath 2's characters and stories just were so much more interesting this time around. Yeah. Like from the from the writing perspective, but even just the characters themselves were more interesting. Um, and I really think there's a lot more to it. The, the combat itself is probably the, the thing that got the least overhaul from the first game. Yes. But it also didn't need it because I think the combat itself was actually pretty solid in the first game and it just needed some yeah. you know minor tweaks. But uh, for the most part, I actually thought the combat was really good in the first game. So I, and it was probably one of the strongest suits of, of Octopath one. So I don't, don't really think they needed to, you know, mess with it too much. Um, but also I did mm-hmm. too, like, you know, this is a subtle difference, but I even, even the HD 2d engine, I think that they just do much more of it with it this time around, whether it's, you know, spell effects or the way the environments are put together. Like it almost felt like the first game, if you go back to it, there's a little bit of a, I don't know, a shade in the background of there's it, where it's like slightly out of focus or um, it's just not as detailed as some of the environments in mm-hmm. this one. Um, so I think there, there's been some nice improvements under the hood with the graphics engine with this one. As For well. sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I've been playing it on uh, PC. Mm-hmm. So I've been partially playing it on my laptop and then actually just projecting it into my 4K monitor. I've also been playing it on my Steam Deck, and it is just, it runs very well. Like, you you don't need a huge, like, you know, hardware graphic uh, demand for this game in order to, like, make it run well, which is very nice. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure it it runs great also on console and Switch. Yeah. Um, I think that's one game about, you know, one thing about these engines, it's like the 2D HD, it doesn't take a lot out and but it like looks so good aesthetically and you see the leaves just ruffle you see the magic you see the particle effects bright like it just shines brighter a little bit more i think in this game compared Mm -hmm. to the first one yeah um yeah they definitely have uh you know sharpening their tool set uh with that engine so yeah super cool you can definitely tell like they've had a couple games under their belt now with with the yeah. HG2 2D engine with this one in particular cuz cuz yeah I I didn't play on PC I played on on PlayStation 5 um which is a, a difference for me um cuz I played the first one on Switch actually um mm. cuz I played it basically when it came out cuz I have um behind me Oh, well, what you I, got I there? Have, oh, I dang. have the Wayfinder's edition of Octopath Traveler Wayfarer's 1. edition. Nice. Wayfarer's edition. This is the one with the the pop-up book with all the, po- oh, the characters and so scenes cool. from Octopath Traveler 1, as well as the soundtrack, the game, and everything else. So that, again, I got this when it came out. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's why I played the first one on Switch. Um, whereas this one, you know, I, I wanted to play it on PlayStation 5 um, just because I thought it would probably run a little bit better. And at, the, at this year also, just... I, w- I was kind of done with playing, you know, third party games on Switch, if I'm being honest. Like, yeah. like if it's not Zelda or I Fire understand. Emblem, I was probably not going to play it on Switch at this point because um, I'm, I'm yeah. waiting for that new platform. But uh, oh, I should also mention I didn't mention this earlier, but it's important to note because I do have to state this uh, every time we talk about this game. Um, huge thank you to our friends over at Square Enix for sending a copy over okay. for me to play for, for a review. So just. I shout out to them. Again, it's a requirement to do that. Um, but anyways, getting back to Octopath Traveler 2, I think I think it's also really awesome. I, I think, even though I haven't finished it yet, I think it's safe for me to say this might be one of my favorite 
RPGs this console generation. You know, from from mm. the writing to the combat to the visuals, like everything about Octopath Traveler Two is all the stuff I love in role playing games. Um, and this is definitely one of the better ones that I've played. But we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later mm-hmm. in the show. But you know, we've talked we've danced a around this, and I was going to save this for later, Garrett. But I'm going to bring this up now because I want to I want to address this it. right away. This comes to us from Nagachaka over on the Discord, who asked the question. I already know Drellish's response to my question, but I want to know what yours is. As someone who didn't enjoy the first Octopath Traveler, explain why I should give Octopath Traveler a chance. So Mm. I think Nagashaka, and and correct me if I'm wrong, Garrett, I think it really just depends on what you didn't like about the first game. Because, um, again, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, the combat hasn't really changed too much in this game. And the way you explore Mm -hmm. the world hasn't changed too much. Uh, I mean, you're still going around and talking to all the villagers and then using your, you know, class related abilities to, you know, affect dialogue or to get, you know, different dialogue options or to find out more information or to, you know, access, you know, specific areas of of the world. Um, So you're still doing all that stuff all that stuff is back from the first game. Um, so I think really, if you didn't like the first game, I personally think if you didn't like the story or didn't like the way the characters were designed, you're going to have a blast with this one. If you liked everything else with, with the first game, because I, I really feel mm-hmm. like it's, it takes what the, the things that the, the first game did really well and just improves on all the things that it didn't do well, which is exactly what a sequel, a good sequel should be doing. Um, so I think that that if you're if it was the story or the characters that you didn't like in the first game, then definitely play Octopath Traveler 2 because I think you'll enjoy it. If it was just like everything about it, if it was the aesthetic or the combat and stuff like that, the, there's probably not enough to probably win you over with this one. But what do you think about this question, Garrett? Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with you uh, with all those points. Uh, for me, I, I dropped off Octopath Traveler 1 probably 10 hours in. And I think uh, I had just, you know, similar gripes with it just because of the characters. I was falling asleep. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so boring. I don't care about this character. I don't care where they're going. Yeah. Um, the combat was fine. Totally. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I, just similar that I um I like Bailey Default, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but it's just the pacing of it was just really slow. I didn't know what I was doing per se. It was kind of aimless. Um, and the characters were just boring to me. So it's like after the first round of chapters, I was just like, done, I'm good. Um, but, you know, after... And, and I was very hesitant to play this game, you know? That's why I didn't pick it up day one because I was like, oh, man, I don't really care about the first game. Uh, let's see how this one goes. And then just the critical reception of this game was super high. Like everyone was saying, hey, this is so much better than the first one and improved in every single way, especially about the characters and writing. And I'm like, okay, let me get my, you know, give it a, a good chance. And I, I, I got a good deal uh, for, for Steam and I just went for it. And of course it feels right at home with my Steam Deck. It just feels so good to just go yeah. through that game. Um, and, and especially, you know, I can just grind while I just watch a TV or listen to a podcast, uh, just playing on my handheld. So yeah, Yeah. I I would say, give it a chance if, uh, you know, you're really, um, like if characters and pacing was your issue with the first game, definitely with the second game, I would try it out. And people who haven't played the first game 
you don't have to play the first game right. to play the second game. Yeah. It, there's no prior information you really need. Maybe there's some, con- I'm sure there's some connections. Well, some Easter eggs. I'm glad you brought this up because this was a question I was saving for later. Skycatcher okay. Gaming asked the question, should I play both Octopath Traveler 1 and 2 or should I just go to straight to 2 because of the overall improvements? I can tell you that even, you know, we, we, neither of us have finished it, but I am like 99% sure that there is nothing that crosses over from the first one to this one at this point. Yeah. Like, I feel pretty confident where I am in the game that that's not going to be the case. So I feel very comfortable just saying you can just play two and just ignore the first one. Yeah. Um, unless yeah. you're on Xbox, then you only have the first one to choose from. Um, but, you know, every other platform that has access to two, just go with two. Because it's kind of like Final Fantasy in that same way, where it's just like, yeah, it, it's tr- it, it, it's you know, it, it, it's like crossed over in name and you know thematics only. Like it's not trying to tell us the same story or continue the story yeah. from the first one. Because as we mentioned earlier, the first one really was kind of a set of vignettes and wasn't didn't really have this big like overarching story at all. So mm-hmm. there isn't really an overarching story to bring over to the second game. And all the towns are different. The world itself is different. So you're not even really like going to the same places or doing or like there's not a lot of crossover with this with anything you really do in this game. So definitely, I think you're Mm -hmm. you're safe to just move on to two. Don't even play the first one, I think, unless you really want to. Yeah. If you want to play the first one and experience it, definitely try it out. But well, well, the first one's not a bad game. I don't want I I don't want to say that either. It's just it wasn't for me. Um, at the time and I had other games to distract me first game like like if you really are into the second game I know a lot of people that were huge fans of the first game and so yeah you should definitely try it out um if you're if you go through the second one and you really like it so yeah anyways for sure Mm -hmm. Uh, although I would say it's probably gonna it's probably gonna be one of those games that'll be harder to go back to the first one if you played the second one first so that's true. If you do plan on playing the first one at all, you should start with the first one instead of, you know, going back and forth. Uh, but yeah, in, in a situation where you only can play one or the other, just play two. Don't don't worry yes. about the first one. Um, but then I'm going to bring in Marcus O'Neill as well. And we we've we've touched this one a lot. So I'm just going to just say it now. Marcus O'Neill 79 says also you may uh, you may touch on this when answering Naga Chaka's question. But in your opinion, what is the biggest improvements Octopath Traveler 2 has made over the first game? We went over it as far as, you know, the pacing, storytelling, writing, yes. like all, all of those things were, were kind of the biggest improvements over the first game. So we've kind of yes. already t- t- dove into that. Quite a big deal anyways. Um, but let's yes. let's dive into the, the I mean, I would say actually we like because normally when we have a discussion like this, we usually do like a story synopsis at this point. But we're not doing a story synopsis for each individual vignette no, at this point. And again, not. we're not. And likewise, you know, there is an overarching plot, but it happens so late in the game that I also don't want to spoil it for people either. So that's why we're not going to do. We're not going to talk about the story too much. And the fact that I think it's pretty safe to say that both of us really like and we like the pacing. And that's all we kind of have to say about. this. Yes. I'm wondering. Um, so far, who's your favorite character story? Just so far, just thinking about it. So here's the thing. Going into this and knowing knowing how this character story starts, I actually thought that I would not like uh, Cassidy's story 
She's the, the oh, apothecary okay. who yeah. lost her memory. The amnesia story, the typical amnesia story. <laughs> the in amnesia RPG. story. The most generic thing in the whole world. I thought there's no way in heck I I'm going to like this. It's going to be generic as heck. Her story is great. It's my favorite yeah. of all eight of them. I actually and I really like her as a character. Like I like her whole her whole thing uh, about how, you know, she, she um, like she just woke up one day, but she's got this uniform of these like medics that that tried to, to, to hurt people. Like I actually really like her story a lot. So I actually mm-hmm. say that that Cassetti's story is actually probably my favorite of all the characters. Uh, what about, about mm-hmm. you, Garrett? What, well, who's your pick? Uh, I was actually initially, I started with Oswald, the, um, the wizard, um, Mm. the old guy. And I, I like his, um, overall story. I think his character is just a little too rigid. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, you're kind of a little too stern for this kind of, that was my line uh, of thinking too. Cause like I, I, he was like, I feel like his story would be higher up on my tier list if it wasn't for his character being so bland and boring. Yeah, yeah, he's just kind of whatever. Um, but what was I actually wrapped up um, chapter three, I think, or two. No, no, it has to be chapter two of Temenos's okay. uh, storyline. Um, and I, I am digging that one to- totally. So Temenos is a keeper of the flame cleric uh, coming from the eastern continent, and his master got murdered, and he's gonna, he's trying to figure out like who's behind all of it, and I just figured out like kind of a major plot point of that story. I'm just like, oh my gosh. Uh, it's kind of cool. It's, yeah. it's really, really cool. Yeah. And I'm gonna say, you know, kind of like a, a runner-up shout-out to, to Throne. I really like her story yeah. as well. Throne A. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also I think she's like even even though I think her story, I don't like it as much as uh, Cassie's story. I think she's probably my favorite character of all. Me too. All eight. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, she has her you know her own motives, her own personality. She's trying to break against the you know what she's been growing up with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I really enjoy her personality as well. I just went through one of the you know one of the routes, and I'm like. Okay, cool. This I guys, like every chapter in this game is like a it's literally like a show. It's like an yeah. episode of just good writing, good voice acting. I think the voice English voice acting is by like one of the best ones I have heard yeah. in a JRPG. It is so good. Um yeah, no. I I get so enveloped in these stories. They did, did, I mean, time. I have to say Garrett they do the accents in this so much better than the accents in Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah. <laughs> Way better. <laughs> well, okay. The Xenoblade Chronicles, they, I don't know who they, they hire like, you know, Scottish British company, right. Yeah. To do this. Yeah. It's, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> but yeah, it's just weird. Cause again, that's something I thought about right away when you get a lot of, you know, the, the different accents and stuff like that from the different characters in this game. I just feel like, Man, when I compare this to, you know, the Xenoblade Chronicles 2 voice acting, I'm like, it's not even a contest. Like, they, they're so much better in this game. Um, but, but you're yeah. right. Like, I actually think when you compare it to a lot of RPGs, not just Xenoblade Chronicles, I think that the English voice acting is really good. But also, actually, if you play it on the Japanese voice acting, they actually don't, don't slack either. Like, there are, like the Japanese oh, voice sure. actors do a great, fantastic job with this game, too, um, if you're mm-hmm. into that kind of thing. If you're, in, if you're into the subtitles with the Japanese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Lots of great characters. Again, like it, it's one of those things too, where like, I don't really think there's a, there's a character story that's really a dud in this one. Like there wasn't, mm. there isn't one that I personally didn't really like. Maybe with that reaction, Garrett, maybe, maybe there's one you didn't really like, but um, I don't I'm know. I'm not digging Agnia too much right now. Okay. I'm sure it'll get better. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just kind of steady for me with her. Yeah. Yeah. For now. I do think, I do think like, obviously when you compare to Primrose from the first one, like I think, I definitely think like Primrose's story from the first one is much more interesting when you compare the two dancers together. Um, yeah. But I do, but I don't, I don't think it's necessarily bad, but you're right. Like it's probably like, it is probably the lowest on the the story totem pole with the in this mm-hmm. game when you kind of compare. I'm really enjoying Particio as well, the merchant. Yeah. Um. Oh gosh, and like, uh, he's the like, f- as far as I can tell, he's the only one that has side quests, the scent of commerce. Yeah. Um, and you get extra things in the game if you go through those little quests, which is really cool. Yeah. I am now saving up a bunch of leaves for a certain thing that I need. <laughs> yeah. I think that they also did that too, to kind of like help curb the, the grinding from the first one. Cause the first one was actually yeah. a pretty grindy game and required you to grind yeah. a lot. Um, and I think his side quests definitely help with that a little bit. Yeah. 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 Which is good. I'm glad that they have like a system like that in place. But um, yeah, so that's what we think about the the story of vignettes. And we're actually going to, again, talk about the characters in a little bit because we actually have another question about them. But we'll talk about that a little bit later because, Garrett, as always, we got to talk about the mechanics, the mechanics of Octopath Traveler 2. There's a lot of mechanics to go through. And to be fair, we touched on a lot of mechanics already with the combat. The break yes. and boost system is what it's called, where you, you, you know, right. when you, you, you can, you store up your, your point, your points in order to basically have like your character do a bunch of different moves at once. Very, very reminiscent of Bravely Default. It's kind of what they're going for with yes. the, the, the Bravely, the Brave and Default system from that game, mm-hmm. um, which I like. Mm-hmm. I actually really like that. And also, too, um, I do like the the elemental weaknesses a lot more, I think, in this one, because I think the elemental weaknesses in the first game were a little more obtuse or it was just a little bit harder to find out or exploit some of the, the enemy's weaknesses where I kind of like the way that they handle it a little bit better in this game as well, where it is very much the, the combat is very much, you know, finding out the enemy's weakness as quickly as possible and then exploiting yes. it as much as possible is kind of what you're wanting to do in this game. Like that's kind of the, the strategy yeah. and making sure that you have the right party composition in order to do that, which also exactly. you know, to your point earlier, Garrett, you want, you also don't want to leave your characters behind in this point in this game, because I think that matters even more in this game than it did in the first game where you kind of, you kind of need all your characters to kind of be, be kind of be around the same level to take on a lot of the obstacles. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, no, overall the combat's very solid. As you said, uh, it's the break and boost system. Um, it seems like it's a little bit more, um, I wouldn't say easier. It's much more mild than bravely default yeah bravely default is pretty hardcore with its yeah. <laughs> brave and default system you better use default which is the defense yeah. in order to like unleash all your power at a certain it's it's really time and not time based but really like tactical based whereas this one it's like okay let's just store up a little bit more all right now go in for the attack it's it's a little bit more mild i think yeah than bravely default for sure you never f- um, feel guilty not storing up all your charges and then using them all at once in this game, like spreading them exactly. out a little bit. I think you, I think there's a, a, a good balance with this one. 
but yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, yeah, overall I like, I'm liking the monster variety. I'm liking, uh, how the classes kind of just interplay with each other. There's a lot of things you can do, um, between classes that help each other out. Um, and go through each battle and then especially for like more difficult boss fights within chapters. Um, there's certain ways you can get your, your characters to be very powerful. If you have the right composition, your party composition, like, you know, with the dancer, um, can help with the elemental attack of, of your wizard, you know, Oswald. Yeah. Um, and, and so on and so forth. So there's a lot of different things to go on. I, I really enjoy the beast character, Ochet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, basically you're playing Pokemon. Yep. You're going out there and you're capturing all the monsters to be in your party. And now you can use that whenever you want, which is super cool. Um, so yeah, yeah. Overall, very solid combat and a lot of variety involved. It, it's yeah. just so balanced. It's yeah. so just really good. Yeah. And, and actually like, you know, to your point with, with Ochet's character, like one of the things I was worried about coming into this game was, the feeling of sameness having the same eight classes this time around as the last time around. But I actually yeah. feel to your, to your point, Garrett, I feel like that I, that actually allowed them to refine the classes much more and refine the combat, knowing that those were the eight classes that you had access to from the first game. Um, so I really felt like mm-hmm. they, they expanded them in very meaningful ways this time with, you know, Ochet's being the prime example of, you know, capturing all the beats and then, you know, how those work with, within the battles themselves was like way more interesting this time around um, versus, you know, Hannett's, uh, play style in the first game. Like, right. And it was the other, the hunter from the first game as an example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, each character has their own special power. Yeah. Their big power, of course, you, you got to have the big power to each character and that could be boosted based off of just damage to your character, which is yeah. kind of cool. It's like a tug and pull uh, in the battle. It's like, if you're really in dire situations that that gauge goes, accelerates really fast and that can really save you. You can make a break yeah. on certain things. Yeah. It actually reminded me a lot of of Final Fantasy VII's limit break system in a big way because oh, yeah. the, the limit break system works the same way, where it builds up slowly as you attack enemies, but it builds up much quicker as the enemies attack you. So, like, yes. it can get you out of some dire straits if you get hit by a big attack and you are reeling. Like, it can kind of save you. So, yeah, yeah. That, that was also a good move as well. I also um, like this time around, um, like the mechanics you use, uh, the the moves you have outside of combat, like the way you interact with the world. I thought was really interesting as well. Um, yeah, because each character, of course, has their own power, like their own kind of you know ability outside the world. Like um, the samurai character, as an example, can challenge like people to to a duel and then you can you know you get certain rewards from that um or you know you can steal from people if you're using uh throne Um, like i like how all those uh, abilities kind of work in the world and how that works with um the different quests that each of them goes on as well like it makes them feel like each of the characters feels really unique in this game like there it doesn't there's no two characters that feel exactly alike in this game which i like exactly yeah yeah and then uh it's interesting how they're kind of extra skills change day and night. Yeah. And so it's it's one skill at one time and then the other skill in the next. And then also you can automatically change the day and night cycle yep. anytime you want, which is uh, pretty cool. Which is nice because, yeah, like, and, and it's instant too, which is which is a good part too. Like you don't have like a, 
giant cinematic you really have to sit through or anything like that because that because like sometimes they're they're you know games like you know assassin's creed origins where oh, yeah. if you want to change the time of day it's like a whole it's a whole to do if you want to do that yeah. with this game with this game is like okay we'll just we'll just move the sun and switch it with the moon and just call it a day kind of thing so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I also like um, there's certain characters you can actually, well, there's a lot of characters throughout the game sprinkled out you can recruit. And so there's some characters or classes that can guide or entrance someone to just fight alongside. So you bring extra characters with you into battle. And then each character, it feels like they're pretty unique. You know, they're, they could be super difficult, super strong, super powerful, or super weak. Or they can have certain skills, buffs, or debuffs as well. It makes kind of like this whole game like a character playground yeah. as well. Well, uh, all that, that too, it also just keeps through. the combat really fresh. Like it, it keeps it from yeah. going stale. Because that's one of the biggest problems with a game like like the size of this game that takes about 65 to 70 hours to beat, according to you know how yeah. long to beat.com, is that the combat can get really stale if they don't, you know keep keep uh you know mixing up the combat and that's one of the ways you can mix up the combat in a good way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and the last thing is that you can uh get uh there's like a you know a jp which is job points yeah and then you get get the points and you can get permanent uh skill upgrades or uh passive skills as well so very rpg Mm-hmm. Um, typical. There's also like there. a good. There's a good sense of power progression in this game. Where if I, I and not only yeah. that too. Like I feel it felt like in the first game, a lot of the skills is like, well, why am I even putting points in this? Because it didn't really feel like yeah. it did anything. I didn't really feel that as much with this one. I feel it with some of the skills, but not not nearly as much as the first game. I felt like that was a big. Yeah. Like I just felt like it was just I, I should just level my characters and not even worry about skill points half the time. Yeah. That game. Yep. Yeah. Pretty but, much. But yeah, I love kind of mixing matching mixing and matching the character skills and you know giving the, the characters like a subclass and stuff like that too. I think all that stuff's really well done in this game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 also likewise, you you touched on that earlier when talking about the combat, but the, the difficulty um scale is I think really fair in this game. Definitely not over, so too, overpowered yeah. or anything like that. And again, because of the fact that I think you don't have to grind as much in this game, you have to grind a little bit, but it's not not nearly as bad as I think the first one is to, to, to get by yeah. past some of the bosses. So I think, I think the, the difficulty is a lot better in this game, a lot more manageable. And I think the difficulty curve very good, especially if you're a new player, like if you're someone that's new to RPGs, I would definitely say start with this one over the first one, as far as, you know, the yeah. combat wise and stuff. Cause I think like if your first RPG is Octopath Traveler one, I don't know if you probably come back to RPGs. Because of you know the, yeah. the the amount of grinding and kind of the difficulty curve in that game. Yeah, I think you know if you if you're kind of new to RPGs, you played Pokemon, you played like maybe a Persona game or Persona Five or something like that. This is probably another great. Uh, I, I feel like this one is the best modern feeling classic JRPG. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's a lot of classic JRPG elements. But it's uh, very modernized. Yeah. Um, it's good in terms of pacing and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because in a lot of ways, Garrett, it really feels like this could have been released on the Super Nintendo, and no one could have batted an yeah. eye about it. But also, um, you, you can definitely tell you're playing a modern game with a lot of modern conveniences in the game. Yeah. Like even just being able to save anywhere, that's you know a modern convenience that most games don't have. Anyways. Yeah. Um, 
I can't see in the chat asks, how long do you think it'll take for them to put um, it out in a two game bundle with both games? Um, I don't know. if mm. I don't know if they'll do that because I mean, first of all, it's limited by platform because, again, the only two platforms they could do that on are Switch and um, PC. Um, mm-hmm. cause of course it's not like either PlayStation or Xbox is missing one of the two games. Um, I think, I think there'll be a steam bundle with both of them at one point, but yeah. I don't know, maybe that's like a, you know, a holiday bundle or black Friday bundle that they do on steam as an example. Um, but I, I don't know if they'll do that physically. Like, I don't think they'll ever do like a physical cartridge for switch as an example that has, that has both games on it. Like that's, that's not right. typically a square thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think um, it would be interesting if they put out the first game on PlayStation yeah. 4 slash 5 ever. I actually, I, I heard about an interview with the director of this uh, of the series or whatever, and they were mentioning about Octopath Traveler 1 not coming to the PlayStation. And it was a little bit of wish-washy answer. It was like, oh, the timing was just a little bit off of like releasing this game. We already had two in the pipeline and we had other Square Enix games going. You know, it was just like all that weird stuff. So I'm I'm curious if they'll ever, you know, release the first game on PlayStation. And if they do, if there's kind of this, I, I wouldn't say an enhanced edition per se, but just kind yeah. of a revitalized edition i don't know i don't know i feel um, like if they ever put it there it'll be the same version that's on xbox but, yes definitely yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah which is not much different than what we got on pc which wasn't much different than what we got on switch so yeah i yeah. don't know if they do that like i actually think as much as i would like octopath one to come to, to ps5 or ps4 i don't think it's ever happening i think the ship has sailed at this point they're not they're not going back mm-hmm. to it i don't think like maybe they do one day it's like a release, you know, five or 10 years from now. But I, I just knowing Square Enix, I don't think they ever put it there at this point. Otherwise, I th- yeah. I feel like if they were going to do it, they would have done it before Octopath Traveler 2 came out, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true, true. Yeah. Um, but anyways, um, I think before we go to final thoughts, why don't we answer these other two questions before we go to cool. uh, before do we go to final thoughts and start wrapping up this conversation? I'm going to I'm going to bring in um, Marcus O'Neill 79 once again who asks, what is the most beautiful looking RPG and why is it Octopath Traveler 2? I mean, yeah. I think it looks pretty good. I don't know if it's the best looking RPG. I think it's I think it's pretty good. I think, first of all, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, it's one of those things, too, where visuals is such a, you know, artistically like, uh, designed thing where, you know, not everyone is going to agree about that. Like, we're ne- like, no, like, we're never going to have a giant consensus in the RPG communities like, what's the best looking RPG because I'm going to say as an example, I think persona five because of the style of persona five um, mm-hmm. and, and the way those visuals are set up and the fact that it looks like you're playing an anime. Like to me, I actually think that that's probably one of the best looking RPGs out there as an example, um, mm, yeah. or even like something like final fantasy 16 going in the complete opposite direction. I mean, that might be one of the prettiest games I've ever seen, regardless of genre, let alone RPGs. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What do you th- what do you think about this question, Garrett? Because I'm kind of like, again, I'm kind of mindling this. I think I, I think it might be one of the better looking ones. But if I have to say, like s- the best shell cell shaded RPG I've ever seen is is Persona Five Royal, and the and probably the best looking RPG I've ever seen is Final Fantasy 16. But what what do you think about this? 
I, I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I think I agree with you that all of these RPGs have very good art style, very good graphics. You know, I really enjoyed The Witcher 3 and their enhanced graphics recently. It's like it's really blowing me away. Like, play that thing on PlayStation 5. Hooey is yeah. a gorgeous looking game, especially the latest, you know, Blood and Wine. I remember seeing that game for the first time on just playing it on PlayStation 4. And I was just blown away by by that. And so I'm sure it looks just absolutely gorgeous now. I think, yeah, it depends on your art style and, and what you prefer. This, for sure, they are... Um, I'm, I'm so glad that they're getting into this art style more. Yeah. And they're investing more than just the Octopath Traveler series. They are really wanting this engine to kind of be their front runner for the classic RPG feeling, you know, with mm -hmm. Dragon Quest 3 HD coming out, um, with, you know, Triangle Strategy and Live Alive being in this uh, remake, being in the same engine. I'm, I'm glad that they uh, kind of put this engine together to, you know, I, I think it really does expand out more than just, like you can have the classic RPG game and the mechanics, but in a, such a refreshed art style, which yeah. is super cool to see. Yeah. And and none of that, too, it opens Square up to, you know, a new base of customers because um, I think I think these games sold pretty well, like both Octopath uh, one and two and then Triangle Strategy sold better than uh, I heard them say that it sold better than what they're expecting for that, too. So, um, yeah, I think like this, this art style is definitely here to stay. Like, I wouldn't be surprised, Gary. Yeah. Before year's end, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this this prediction out there. Before year's end, I'm like dead sure that we are going to see another HG2D game get announced that isn't Dragon Quest because that's the only one that we know about that's coming up. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's another one coming next year that we yes. don't know about yet. Whether and 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 my dream scenario, Garrett, is I I I wish they did like a Final Fantasy side game in something like this where it's a oh, game be great. in the final fantasy universe that plays like the older final fantasy games with the active time battle system, but in the style, like, but have it mm -hmm. be like a new adventure with new characters. Like, I think that that mm -hmm. would be like that, that that's the, that's the dream for, for an old school final fantasy fan. Like, like me as an example, like I would love to see something like that. And I think that's something yeah. they will do, even if it's not next year, I think that's something that they, they, a well that they go to at some point, especially if, you know, if Dragon Quest, you know, three HD really, you know, pans out, maybe this is where we get the remake of Final Fantasy VI in this style versus doing oh, it that'd be great. in 3D. Cause I actually think it's, it would be better for Final Fantasy VI to get like a, a remake in this style versus doing, you know, a, an actual 3D Final Fantasy VI. Yeah, 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 definitely. And um, I know the Pixel Remaxers are just come by, but like, they're definitely going to go back to that well. They're going to yeah. be like, you suckers, you, you got the Pixel Remasters? Well, bam, each and every, like, like they're going to pull a Capcom and be like, we're yeah. going to do a Final Fantasy remake, HD remake, every single two years from yeah. Final Fantasy 1 through 6, and we're going to sell it for like 40 bucks or 50 bucks or something like that. Um, and you're going to like it. <laughs> well, you're going to, you're going to yeah. be in line to buy you're, it. You're going to pay for it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Like that, you know, that that's going to happen. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. it, it, I mean, it's too, it's too silly not to, although it would be interesting to see if they would do that with other like IPs that they have, um, that, yeah. that, that could use like a good side game to, to kind of, 
while we wait for the next installment? Because I actually thought about it. Like, what if they did like a Kingdom Hearts game in this style? Or what if they did? That'd be cool. Or what if they did like a Valkyrie profile game or a Star Ocean game in this style? Like, or just a Mana such? game, you know? Yeah. Like, um, uh, although I, th- I think the limitation there would be, you know, is this engine built to support action RPGs is kind of the biggest. I think difference. Live Alive kind of pr- uh, like, even though it wasn't action, the 3D layout of the game was a little bit more pronounced there yeah, versus true. Bravely Default. Or not Bravely, sorry, Octopath Traveler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, I mean, I would, first of all, as a big Mana fan, Gary, you know I would love to see that. Um, in fact, yeah. it, I think it's still... I think they can make it work. I, I still think it's a crime that we're still waiting for the next Mana game at this point because Trials of Mana sold really well and we haven't heard for anything from that series in, in like four years at this point. I'm, I'm waiting. That's true. I'm waiting for the next Mana game, Square. Give it to me, please. Um, <laughs> but uh, and maybe HD 2 days is the way they go. But I actually think because of, you know, my argument against uh, Mana game in this style is I actually think Trials of Mana played so well that I would actually rather them, see them do a mana game in that style first, uh, like in the 3D style for, again, before going okay. back to the 2D style. Because I, I just don't think you necessarily need it. Um, also, I can't see brings up a good point in the chat. I know it is an RPG, but, you know, HD 2D Zelda would be pretty cool. And I have to agree that'd with you. Cool. That'd be pretty cool. You know, of course, yeah. Zelda being top of mind this week, Garrett, because Zelda's out. But we didn't talk about it on the show oh, really? at all. Um, we didn't talk oh. about it on this show, Garrett, because neither <laughs> of us are playing it. <laughs> like my, I heard is a cool little indie gym yeah. that's that's shining on the switch. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear I hear people are uh, are building mechs um, with with, you know, places that on their body that They're shoot building fire. all sorts of stuff. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I saw this video right, of people like this person building a wagon and then and then it showed them building a, a, a tank with a gun on it. And then it built, oh showed them God. building like a flying fortress that was like carpet bombing this like encampment and i'm just like what is this game what, what, what why are people like what's going on here? i love it i love it so much I, I i'm here for the content like that yeah it's so good it looks pretty cool but yeah i mean actually my copy of zelda comes in tomorrow garrett i'm actually excited oh, really to, i'm actually excited to open it because i have i have the collector's edition coming so and mm, amazon canada good for you was very slow so i've heard some yes i've heard (laughs) yeah um but at this point you know it's one of those things where i wasn't gonna play it day one anyway so i I didn't really care if it was late but um i cared only for content reasons because that's why there's not an unboxing channel uh uh, unboxing video Mm. on the channel yet um but anyways enough enough zelda talk we get back gotta get back to octopath because garrett i have the true question for you this comes to us from darstridius who asked the question, if you would do a mashup of Octopath 1 and 2 and take the best characters from both games to fill out the O-C-T-O-P-A-T-H, which characters from the games would you pick to form this eight-person squad? And yes, Garrett, of course, you know, what he what Darstridius insinuates there is, yes, um, the way the characters are named is their first letter of their name. Yes. And you combine them all together, it spells Octopath. Because of course it does. So um, to give you some time to think about this, Garrett, um, yes. I've actually compiled my list already. And I'm, I'm going to um, quickly put my list together because I have my list written down, Garrett. Um, and it, um, I wanted to actually put them in order of, you know, spelling Octopath yes. when, I, when I read them off to you. So uh, bear with me one second here. 
Of course, audio listeners won't even hear this part because I've like future Ryan has already like covered this out. Are we getting copy right now? A little bit. Good. All right, Gary, I'm re- ready to. I'm ready to, to read off my list if if you have me. Now, here's the thing, Garrett. I, I struggled with this a little bit because in order for this to happen, in order for this list to work, it would mean that you have to double up one of the character class slots. Yes. In order for this to work, which is fine. I actually came up with, so that's why I came up with two lists. One, one that actually basically has one swapped out because I actually thought, oh. I thought it was more important to have a list where you have all eight classes uniquely represented first and then we'll do of course the octopath list actually no i'll start with the octopath list first because i think that's more fun so let's start with my o my first o garrett that's ophelia clement from from octopath one she's the cleric um yes i actually uh think uh tomento is actually like i think his character is really good as well like i agree with you about that but i like i really like ophelia from the first one and uh Mm -hmm. if i'm being honest I'd, i'd rather her be my cleric I'm sorry. Sorry cool. to say. So she oh, is my O. Um, and then uh, my C is uh, Cassidy from Octopath Traveler 2. You know, the the apothecary. I, t- I mentioned before, I really like her character and her story a lot. So I'm going to throw her in mm-hmm. there. My first T is, of course, uh, Throne from, from Octopath Traveler yes. 2. Um, and then my second O, even though he's a kind of a boring character, I agree with you, though, like his story is pretty interesting, intriguing. Like Oswald is my second O from, okay. from Octopath Traveler 2. Um, but then rounding up the, the last four, my my P character is Primrose from the first game. I love Primrose. Mm-hmm. She was my favorite character from Octopath 1. I, I just love mm-hmm. her whole story of revenge um, was like super cool from the first one. So I had to include her on this list. Like she had to be on here, um, which brings mm-hmm. me to my A character. And I had to go with Agnia on this one. Yes, I know yeah. again, her story is not super interesting, but I don't know. I feel like I wanted to bring her like joyful enthusiasm to the character. Of course, that means I have mm-hmm. two dancers, but I guess I guess we're, we're uh, dancing all night long. Um, <laughs> and then my my second T character is Tressa from the first game. She's the merchant character. Um, she's just on a plucky adventure to, to, you know, go sell her goods and wares all across the nation. Um, and then my last character, my last H is Hikari, the samurai from Octopath Traveler 2. So that mm-hmm. that is my ultimate matchup. If I if I may, though, Garrett, my my list would, would if I could have it where I could swap out my my A character with um, Agnia, I would actually swap her out with with Hanit. So then that way I could rep- like have all the characters or character classes represented if I could do it that way. Yeah, where where's Anna in this? So, I I don't see her in the in this directory. So, wh- who's Annette again? Oh no, Hannet. Hannet. Oh oh, sorry. I I was thinking Annette. I'm like, no, no. what? I I don't even. Sorry, see I didn't that pronounce wrong. the H enough. But Hannet or yeah. Hannet. Hannet Hannet. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I the get hunter. You. Cool. Because it was either her or her her or Chet. Even though I like Ochet's gameplay better, I think if you applied that same gameplay to Hannet. I think she'd be a much better character. Because I like mm-hmm. again, I think she like she I, I really like her as a character. I like her story a lot. So I would throw mm-hmm. her in there. Um but that is my octopath, Garrett. Well, I want to yes, hear now. That's your octopath. I need to know, Garrett, your octopath. 
Dude, I, I love the <laughs> I love Octopath Traveler 2 characters so much. I think uh I would like the only ones that I would prefer probably over the uh, second one, the first one over the second one is probably Primrose. So I think mine would actually be Ochet and then Casty. I really enjoy a lot. Um, and and just just to let you know, I I'm just really into this game right now. So that's yeah. why the character is so familiar for me. I did like Therion uh, though um, as the first character. So I'm gonna go with Therion there. Okay. Um, and then we'll go back to O. I'll go with Oswald, even though, yeah, his his personality is fine. But I really enjoy his story. It's pretty dark. Yeah. Um, I'll go with Primrose. I I enjoyed that character as well. Yeah. From what I like, played. I think I I think her and um Theron were like the two highlight characters from the first. Game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I'll go with Agnia as well uh, for my A, and then go back and I'll I'll double up the thieves. I'll go with Throne A. On on uh, my Octopath, and then uh, I would choose Hikari as well, the okay. samurai from Octopath Traveler too. I love Hikari's story so far as well. I love his super ability too. I'm mm. just like, there's something, something weird about this this super ability he has, and also uh, Casty's story. I I really enjoyed Casty's story. Actually, you know, the first time stuff happened in the story, I thought my game broke. Yep, <laughs> no joke. I thought my I was like. What the heck is happening to my screen? <laughs> like, yeah. It was that type of deal, yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, you made some good points about Hikari. Like, his he's just way more interesting than the, the than the fighter from the first game. I'm just like, I yes. thought he was like super bland, and his story kind of sucked. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I, I, especially with Hikari's moves and stuff to him. Like, he's he, he's a character I didn't expect to like because I just don't typically like a lot of samurai characters in. Or like, or just the even like like samurai combat, or just samurai stories in Square Enix games in particular. Like, I didn't really like them yeah. in Final Fantasy fourteen as an example because they had a whole expansion that centered around kind of the the, the samurais in um, one of the nations that you go save in in what, that expansion as an example. I'm just like, okay, I don't really care about these characters, but they keep bringing them back mm-hmm. in later expansions. And I'm like, cool. It's these guys again. So I didn't expect to, to like him as much, but I liked uh, I liked Hikari a lot in this game too. So yes, yeah, yeah. Our lists are pretty similar. I think again, I think you just had you had a, a couple more people from the first one. I wanted to kind of do a nice mix. We're like, if we're gonna bring these two games together, I I also kind of wanted to make sure that there's like equal representation from both games as well. Yeah, yeah. I understand. Yeah. There you go, Darth Stradius. I hope that you know, <laughs> you know, sufficed that we came up with with our own Octopaths for you. Project Octopath. Can't wait Traveler. for Octopath Traveler three. Another yeah. set of Octopath characters. <laughs> Project Octopath Traveler three. God, imagine oh if the goodness. imagine if the project was still in the the game name, Garrett. How cool would that be? I still <laughs> that, every that time I see that, I remember because um, this is back when I was watching a lot of kind of kind of funny content, and they had yeah. ki- the, the kind of funny video where they're watching the Switch reveal, and then they announced yeah. Project Octopath Traveler Two and Colin just laughing his ass off. <laughs> just the name of it, it and just, he called it too. He yeah. he called it like that's gonna be the name. <laughs> yeah, and it was and it was other than the project being. There. So I'm just like, yeah. of course. But also, that was like in at a time where every Square Enix announced game was something like a, a name that was like that, like Project Something, or you know, just some yeah. random gibberish that they came up with. That that the title got changed to something else. like Forspoken was like that too, where it was called something so like Project Something before, like Project Athia or yeah. something like that, um, forgot, before yeah. it got renamed to Forspoken. 
as an example. Like they they did that a lot back then. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that always every time I think about the name Octopath Traveler 2, that clip just plays again in my brain and I just can't help that <laughs> at least smile a little bit. But all in all, Garrett, I think this is gonna kind of round out our conversation. So f- any final thoughts before we uh before we head out the door and let you go on vacation? Uh just you know, if you're on the fence with Octopath Traveler and if you're a classic RPG fan, I say this is a definite must buy. Like you can get it on sale for like 20% off, 25% off or something like like that right now. I highly recommend it. Once you're done with Zelda um, and you have nothing to play, this is the game to go after. Um, and then if you are still curious about this game, but you are not too familiar with an RPG or, or, or classic RPG, whatever, go and just like kind of like feel out some reviews Look at the gameplay, see if you're into the classic kind of feel. I always think it's, I mean, it's approachable. I would say this game's approachable, but it's a yeah. long RPG as well. It is made, for, I, I think it's really made for people like us that are pretty experienced with the classic RPGs. And it's just kind of reminiscent of that, but with a modern, fresh and a modern look yeah. uh, to it. It's a very high caliber game. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what my, my recommendation to you folks yeah. out there. And it's, actually to, to add one other cherry on top of your, your excellent, you know, final thought there, Garrett, is that we haven't mentioned yet at all throughout this episode. And I'm kind of surprised we, we forgot to mention this. Um, there's actually a, a really good demo for this game. If you are True. on the fence and you haven't tried it yet, because the demo gives you basically the first chapter for all the characters, which is like yeah. 10 hours of the game. And then you just pick up with your save from there. If when you decide you p- to pick up the game, like obviously you should play the demo around like when you're thinking about picking this up, like when while it's on sale right now, as an example. Um, so you definitely want to like play the demo first, make sure it's for you. And then I think that's because I feel like if you get to the demo and you're like, man, that was really good. You're going to really enjoy this game a lot when you jump into mm-hmm. it. I did play the demo of this is actually I will for Steam specifically. It's two characters. You pick two and it's a three hour limit. Um, so it's two characters, first chapters, three hour limit, and then you're, you're done. That's Um, my mistake. I thought it was like the Octopath one demo because I never played through the full demo because I was like, I was just going to wait till the game came out at that point. Um, Mm -hmm. but But the save carry transfers over. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So you should still, Mm -hmm. you should still definitely play the demo before playing the full game. If you're on the fence at all at this point, if we haven't, if we haven't somehow convinced you with all that are talking, because at this point, Garrett, I mean, I, it's safe for me to say at this point, it's one of my favorite games of the year. You know, at this yeah. point, at the halfway point of this year, like I think it's easily one of the best games that's come out this year, period. It's up there for me with with the at rhythm or Hi-Fi mm-hmm. Rush or uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake or Metroid Prime Remastered. Like those are those are all kind of my favorite games that have come out this mm-hmm. year. And, and it, uh, Octopath Travelers 2 is definitely up there. If it what in fact, in another year, Garrett, if it, if it was a year where, you know, Zelda d- didn't come out or we didn't have Diablo 4 or uh, right. Final Fantasy 16 or Starfield around the corner, then I would say it's actually one of those games that would probably be in a lock for my personal game of the year, like going into the end of the year. Um, but unfortunately mm-hmm. it's just one of those things where I think it, it, this game really got overshadowed for a lot of people with a, a bunch yeah. of February releases. Like people were still probably playing Hogwarts legacy when this game came out or, or like any number yeah. of different things. Um, and I think that's where, why a lot of people really miss this game. It feels like, cause this game is really good. That and all, 
Yeah, yeah. And also, like, it's... I don't think it's been widely, like, popular, especially with the first game. It is a RPG kind of darling going on here. And I just think now it's so... It's I, I think it's just so much better in every single way. It's yeah. just so refined now with this sequel. So yeah. well, that, I, think, to I think to Nagachaka's question earlier, I think the first one may have scared some people away from yeah. the second one. I think that plays into it a little bit too, because I know, you know, I think a lot of people liked the first game, but I think there was also a lot of people that picked it up that just weren't really into it. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like that kind of carried over a little bit with the second game. Again, we've been hearing that it's been selling well, but it's just a matter of, I just never hear anyone talk about it besides us and Seth, who we yeah. actually tried to get on this ep- tonight's episode, um, but the, the timing just didn't work out for to get Seth on the show with us. Today. Right. Um, but like besides the three of us, I don't know anyone else who's talking about this game at all. So that's true. Yeah. yeah. Which is too bad because more people should play this game. Gosh, it reminds me of checking Chained Echoes from last one. year, Garrett. We're like, no one else played Chain Echoes last year. Yeah. And we were like waiting for people to, to talk about Chain Echoes with and there was no one. There was no one, but yeah, um, I played like halfway through that one. <laughs> yeah. Although I'm actually really excited, Garrett, because, um, you know, at the end of the month, we're getting uh, SGDQ, which is a speed running um, charity of like live stream oh, yeah. that happens for a week. Um, and one of the games that's happening this year is Chained Echoes. And we're going to get to see, oh, be, see someone beat it in less than an hour. And I'm I'm so excited to see that's that. That's crazy. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. Um, oh, although, it. yeah, it's funny to also think about too, like when I say an hour to play that game, you know, we we're already seeing people clock in tears of the kingdom runs at less than an hour at this point. So which is crazy. Yeah. You know, those, those, cr- those crazy hooligans out there wanting to break the game already. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. I love, uh, you love to see it. Well, anyways, I think this is going to do it for the 94th level of the RPG game. But before we go for the mm-hmm. last time for a little while, Garrett, where can people find you on the yeah. internet? You can follow me on Twitter at Bland Explosion. You can also, you know, follow me on the Discord. I'm very active on the RPG Cave Discord channel. You can find me there. You can find me over at the Play Some Video Games Discord channel. I'm very active on the Portable Pros channel yeah. and, of course, Xbox and Fire Nintendo Shack as well. Um, I've also been streaming a little bit. I did stream yes. some Octopath Traveler 2 over the weekend. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Bland Explosion. I'm just there chilling, having a good time. Um, I'll be playing a little bit of that. I'll be playing a little bit of Xbox related games too. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Nice. Nice. And also, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't ask this as well as, as kind of the final question for you before we sign off. Um, what, what games are you bringing with you to China? Besides, besides Uh, the game I assigned you, because I, we, I know that you're bringing that one with you because of course you are, but what other games are you bringing bringing my 3ds? Yes. Um, I'm thinking bringing the switch. Okay. I'm just very curious how it's going to work. Yeah. Um, especially, um, uh, Splatoon or any like online game is like, can I actually do that? Can I actually play it there? It's like, that's a, it's just a, that's a very interesting question to me. Yeah. Um, cause I, I've been reading some forums. There's, it's a little, it's like, it works. It doesn't work kind of thing going on. It depends game to game sometimes. So yeah, maybe bring the switch with me. Nice. Bring the swatch. As for me, the swatch. you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Turford. You can also find us on Twitter at Carpool Gaming right, right here at YouTube.com slash Carpool Gaming on podcast services around the globe. So for Garrett Bland, I'm Ryan Turford. This has been the 94th level of the RPG cave and we're out. Bye-bye.
The RPG Caves Mana is powered by patrons over at patreon.com slash carpoolgaming, and we want to say thank you to all of our patrons, starting with our ultimate producers, Robbie Bobby Miller. You can check him out over at twitch.tv slash Robbie Bobby Miller today. And Tony Baker, you can find him over on the Quest for Pixels podcast, youtube.com slash Quest for Pixels. And Jonathan Brown, the man behind the music on the Nintendo Drive and the Xbox Drive and the PlayStation Drive. You can check out his brand new album, Video Game Boy, over on his Twitter as well is on Spotify and other audio services. Leo Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team, you can check him out over at phoenixoverdrive.com. Links are in the show notes for all these ultimate producers, so make sure to go and show them some love. Our platinum producers, Marcus McCracken and RJ Kern, and our gold members, Adam K, Anna, Babla, Bowza, Cecily Carosa, Dano, Drellish, Emily O'Kelly, Foolish Fuji, Hopple, John 32, Jonas Young, Jose Jimenez, Marcus O'Neill, Tim Alf, and Tim Pallon. Thank you all for all of your support. And if you want to get on the action, check us out over at patreon.com slash carpoolgaming and choose the tier that's right for you.